Hello and welcome once again to the Tales and Tunes podcast, with this being our 14th episode and one year anniversary since we got this thing started. Summer has finally wound down, I'm all moved into my new house, foot is pretty much healed, and I finally feel like I'm getting some more routine back into my life, so prepare for more podcasts coming your way. And like every episode, let's start this thing off with B-Tsunami's number one track pick of the week. This week's pick is by the duo Bob Moses, and really I could have played any of their songs because they're pretty much all good. But this one's entitled All I Want. Enjoy.
of the Tales and Tunes podcast. My guest this week has been making some major wake here in the Denver scene for the past few years. He has been DJing for nine years and is part owner of the new underground warehouse spot here in Denver called Echo House. So without further ado, please welcome Camillo, a.k.a. Fiat Lux, to the podcast. Thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. It's a oh, pleasure to be hanging yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, been been wanting to get you on here for a minute, so it's good to finally make it happen. Uh, I was trying to think back on the first time we met, and I know I saw you in passing a lot before I met you. Right. And I can't remember exactly what show it was, but I know that we got pretty or acquainted through uh, Paul Anthony's uh, We Jack Techno parties. Of course. And yeah. the, the barbecue shows and stuff, because we played a lot of those together, so. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, after seeing you play uh, those shows, and I think, uh, I mean, various other spots, including Milk Bar and stuff, uh, just hearing your sound and stuff, I just knew that, uh, yeah, we'd definitely get along, because we uh, have a lot of similar tastes and stuff, so that's pretty awesome. And then also, obviously, where we really kind of sealed the deal, I think, was uh, when you helped, or came out and helped out with Together, and... Uh, provided uh, equipment for the main stage and whatnot so yeah definitely yeah mm -hmm. I mean I think like a lot of people connected through you know those shows that Paul Anthony had uh, you know it was different it was like it was healthy you know just what everybody needed to like congregate and you know a lot of things grew out of that and mm -hmm. still still grow out of those shows so, yeah yeah, it's a yeah the barbecues thing. were fun doing yeah. free free meat and fucking Sundays. So. absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah uh, well, yeah, this fucking past summer has been pretty fucking hectic. Uh, I mean, this year, for that matter, I, I suppose. Especially, I mean, I had my fractured ankle, so trying to maintain and party and, and DJ with, with that going on. But uh, uh, I, it's, I, I bet it's especially been crazy for you, though, since uh, you recently started Echo House. Um, when did you guys open that? Or how long has that been going on now? It's been almost three months now, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's definitely... feels been, longer than that. It, yeah, <laughs> it feels like a lifetime, and it feels like... I, I don't even know where I'm standing right now. But uh, it's been a... It's, yeah, it's been good experience for sure. It's like uh, something that's just new every single second that, you know, you wake up, you go to sleep. But it's awesome. I mean, wouldn't have it any other way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, in Denver, we gotta sure. have people like you in in the scene. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, it, it's thanks to everybody, you know, that this things happen. You mm -hmm. know, so so besides Echo House, we'll definitely get into that a little little further into the podcast if we want to get into depth about it. But uh, what are some highlights from this past year or, or summer or months or for you? Oh Jesus! Well, I mean. Besides this being one of the best summers like I've probably ever had, you know, ever, um, personally, emotionally, musically, you know, uh, family-wise, as far as, you know, not just like immediate family, but friends-wise family, like um, everything. Just it's been amazing. Um, uh, I mean, some of the highlights. Uh, I would say together it was definitely one of the most memorable things and I'm not just saying this because <laughs> like I'm here at mm -hmm. all like I actually do mean that like it was actually uh, back to the roots of things and like you know being in the middle of just uh, nowhere with like everybody new and just 
mm-hmm. being there for the right reason, you know, everybody like just helping each other and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it was beautiful. Um, but there's so many, so many things to choose from. Mm-hmm. This summer has just been spectacular. Yeah. So. Any any sets that stuck out? Uh, yeah. I mean, definitely Winter Music Conference. There was a, you know, a few things that we did there that were pretty spectacular. Um, you know, in Denver, um, I would have to say like one of the maybe the second or third set that I had at Echo House. Mm-hmm. You know, just it being you know the place we're curating at the moment Mm -hmm. and just seeing everybody there and dancing and just knowing that um it was falling on my friend's ears and stuff as like i was Mm -hmm. playing it was just a special experience for sure like that was definitely one of the most memorable things i mean till now like i close my eyes and almost see that night you know what i mean so (laughs) It's this is uh, my house. So yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's our house, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it was a beautiful thing. So, but yeah, I mean, there's there's just so many to pick from for sure. Yeah, for sure. So. Uh, any any like people you saw or like sets you've seen this year? Uh, yeah, dude. I don't know why, but um, I mean, I guess I do know why. But the most memorable thing set that I've seen all year that I've heard all year was. Paco Osuna at Trade in Miami. That oh, shit. blew my mind. Like, <laughs> I couldn't... I, I just... I was frozen, like, head to toe the what whole night. What time did he play? I don't even know what time it was. I'm sure it was, like, four to six or... Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Six to eight. I don't know. Either way, like, it was one of those, like, perfect sets that's just like there's nothing I'm ready absolutely to go nothing like uh, <laughs> you know I uh, yeah, yeah and I'm like yeah, there's so much to learn yeah <laughs> but uh, but like I said there's so many to pick from but you know number one I would have to say that this year for sure that was yeah wicked best. yeah yeah uh, yeah since uh, like the last podcast I would say uh, some of the cool shit that I saw was uh, I got to see, well, technically it was the sec- time, second time I've seen Bob Moses. Are you very mm-hmm. familiar with yeah. him at all? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I saw them for the first time in Detroit this year. Yeah. Uh, and I, I caught the last, like, 15 minutes of their set, and mm-hmm. I uh, and I was so mad that I had missed the rest of it. I'm like, that could have been the best set of the weekend, and I just sure. saw the end of it. So, sure. Uh, and I, that also made me realize shortly before that, AA brought them for an all-night party. So they were playing some warehouse, and I hear they played for like several hours. Right. And I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah. But uh, they came back for, they, they were recently here a few Sundays ago, actually, my roommate's birthday, too. And we all went. He had never even heard of them, too. And they just... They brought that Sunday vibe. It was so awesome. Yeah. People just were getting the hell down, and it's just super, just sexy, laxed music. It's it's for people who don't know who Bob Moses is. Uh, I guess they're from Canada, and it's like it's one guy who does the production side and electronic side of things, and then the other guy who sings and plays guitar, live guitar. Sure, and it's yeah, yeah it's just a really really good combination, and. Uh, they got definitely something special going on, so that yeah. was awesome. Uh, another cool thing, uh, I guess it wasn't last, two weekends ago was Great American Techno Festival, the last Great American Techno Festival, and uh, they used uh, Echo House for a couple shows. 
Uh, but Friday night I went there and uh, this guy Sean Rudiman closed down the place and he did it was all hardware no computer just all knobs right. and synthesizers and looping and it was all live improv improvised techno and it right. was you couldn't even tell that it was just like on the spot he's just creating melodies on a keyboard looping it like he, sure. he was fantastic so that was really cool uh, besides that, I'd say uh, Full Moon Festival. I can't really dig too deep into that or like what stuck out, but I, I had a definitely life changing another one of those reset on life experiences. Yeah, and just camping in the mountains and just being like, I'm so fucking in the right place. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel <laughs> yeah, like watch yeah Saturday morning or no Sunday morning at the end of the festival, I was in a hot tub watching the moon set and the sunrise like over the mountains and it was just like that's it, amazing it, it doesn't and you know the stage in the background just pounding techno just, sure it, it doesn't get better than that <laughs> yeah that definitely reminds me of together i mean that like you know i uh fortunately and unfortunately didn't have enough time to perhaps like you know go to many camping festivals this year but mm -hmm. you know i'm glad that i did at yeah. least one and that one <laughs> yeah for you know so um it was definitely one of those things like you said like push reset on everything and just it feels so good about where you're at and yeah like, you know what i mean and the people that are surrounding you and everything that's coming to you you're just so like susceptible to every like stimulus going coming your way you know mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty special for sure yeah absolutely it's uh it'll be nice next year uh well, one, I, I feel like it's definitely snowballed already, and uh, it'll be a, even more people coming. Not that we want a ton more people, but, like, I mean, that it was really the perfect amount of people that were there. Sure. And the other great thing will be that I won't have a fucking broken foot <laughs> this That's next year. Hell, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I, oh, and, and just to give people an update if, if you're a frequent listener, but... I, I am completely off of the cast and everything and back to work and am in damn near full functionality. I can definitely dance, which I have missed dearly. <laughs> I'm sure. I do not recommend breaking your foot if you... Uh, That's like got to be dance. so difficult. In our line of work, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for sure. Man. Take stuff for granted to like... You're like, okay, all these people dancing may be mad. Like. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. We're we're in the midst of uh, fall here. It's the week before Halloween. Uh, do you got do you got big plans for Halloween? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it's Denver. So how could you not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't think I know one. Which person plans? That I guess there's yeah yeah. Right. <laughs> Which yeah, yeah. Um, you know we got uh, good friends flying in from uh, Texas uh, that love the underground like scene and they're like just as passionate as we are about music and stuff so uh any chance they get to come out here like um they do and this you know this time we'll actually have them all together so um um you know we'll definitely go into the aa show for anya schneider and uh recon Dyke. And then, uh, and then there's a show at Echo House the night after Saturday night, mm -hmm. uh, which is going to be really awesome as is well. Is that the so, dub show uh, that the Full Moon people are doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I be, where I believe so. It's uh, Veronica. Well, Veronica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, 
uh, you know, we'll be there, and then uh, and then I'll be playing Sunday morning in Boulder on a rooftop. Oh shit! That weekend, like Sunday. Um, What's that? Um, it's actually it's called Sancho's Rooftop, so it hasn't been open for quite a while. I'm not sure how long because they closed down and they're just now opening it back up oh, with new owners and uh, new owners. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, we got a we got a great like lineup and stuff. Um, are they so the new owners? Like, are they in the electronic yeah, and everything then? And that, yeah, they have uh, they own like a downstairs spot where we've actually played at before. Um, that is also phenomenal. And uh, so yeah, we'll be there all day Sunday. If anybody wants to join us, it's Sancho's on the rooftop. It's called Recovery Boulder. Uh, yeah, thirteen twenty five Broadway. How much? Colorado. It's free. Oh, it's free. free. So 7 a.m. to 12 p.m., yeah. <laughs> well, cool, yeah. man. Do you got a costume plan? Mm-mm. Yeah. Absolutely not. Like, I don't think, I don't think I've ever had a freaking plan on that. All right, yeah. But uh, I'll figure it out. Yeah, I've been trying, we've been trying to figure it out. Me and my girlfriend, Rihanna, and we were, I want to do a, a duo costume, but she's, shoots down she shot down all my ideas so far so <laughs> we'll see if we can throw something together and right. it's getting down to the wire too like sure you if you're gonna order something online good luck getting it's it too late yeah because last year i tried ordering me and my roommate harry were supposed to go as uh lloyd and harry from oh Dumb yeah and dumber in the tuxes yeah. uh-huh. and yeah. i ordered them like a week before and like a week they said they were supposed to be here like the day before Halloween or two days before halloween they right. didn't come didn't come. I'm like, what the fuck? And then on Halloween, they refunded my money and didn't say anything. I was like, you <laughs> bastards. Now I don't have a fucking costume. Oh, man. <laughs> Could have told me earlier on. Exactly. Yeah. That happens. But, uh, yeah, we, I, we got some cool stuff lined up, too, for Halloween. Uh, my best friend, Jimmy uh, Moksha, who's co- he's coming into town from California, and uh, we tag under the alias uh, Sonic and Muckles, and we wear... Uh, we call them Chip and Fail. We wear Chip and Dale, like bow ties and cufflinks. Yeah, yeah. And that's just kind of our personas when we, we DJ together. Nice. And we're actually, uh, my good friend Alex, who owns uh, uh, Afterglow Productions and The Glow Bus, yeah, yeah. he is, uh, he's parking his uh, party bus in front of uh, vinyl for John Digweed's playing on Wednesday. And he's going to have sound set up and promoting the bus. And there's going to be sound in front of, for the people waiting in line for the sold out John Digweed show. And me and him are just going to get weird for a couple hours out in the cold in front of the the party. So that'll be fun. And then uh, Saturday, yeah, we're going to the Recondite show as well as AA. Uh, we're actually taking his bus as well with a couple other people. We're actually looking for people to get on the bus if you're interested. We're going to take his bus and uh, go to a couple haunted houses or maybe a haunted yeah. house before and then we're going to go to the all night recondite party so phenomenal yeah that's awesome so it'll be a good halloween for oh, sure yeah. oh yeah definitely <laughs> let's uh go ahead and switch gears here though and uh kind of get to know you more personally uh let's rewind quite a ways back uh where were you so where were you born and raised uh, i was born in italy rome holy uh, shit i didn't know that yeah and uh, I lived um, I lived there for a couple of years. I moved to Spain, Madrid, and then uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina. Holy fuck! Then I moved to Bogota, Colombia, <laughs> and then uh, I moved to Houston, Texas. 
Austin, Texas, and then Denver. So four so. continents. Uh, no, three. Three. Three yeah. continents. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple countries in Europe, though. Right. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So when did you move to Texas then? Uh, I was a freshman in high school. So I was like 16, I think. Oh, okay. I was, Do you yeah. know a bunch of languages then? Well, um, I know a little Italian, but all the countries I lived in before were Spanish-speaking countries. So, mm -hmm. I mean, Spanish was my first language. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, right on, man. Yeah. Fuck. Well, yeah. What's it? What's it like growing up? Or, I mean, if you would just want to pick one of the countries, or where did you spend the most time growing up? Um, I mean, I've definitely spent most of my time now in the United States. Obviously. Yeah. Before that. Uh, I lived in Bogota, Colombia for the longest, um, as opposed to Argentina, Spain, and and Italy. But um, I mean, I guess most of my persona and my personality and and like values and all of the above culture, I guess, would come from South America. I would say because you know Argentina and Colombia were more you know where I kind of started developing as a you know teenager and meeting people and kind of you know making my own choices and things like that you know mm -hmm. even musically and stuff like that that's kind of how I came across like electronic music and and all of the above basically gotcha so, yeah. so did your I mean obviously so it's your parents that were dragging you around what 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 was their lifestyle or why were you yeah, living uh, everywhere. My dad works for an old company, so uh, we just moved all over the place oh. all the time. Yeah, so yeah, gotcha. Yeah. All right, so yeah, what what were you, I mean? You're all over the place, but what what were you into growing up, or like what what were your interests, hobbies, music? Were you into at an early age, or sports, or anything? Yeah. Um, uh, basketball and snowboarding I was like or skateboarding until I found snowboarding but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know I always like I mean I loved soccer in a way but I was always the weird kid in South America that loved basketball for some reason so <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway so yeah I guess that that was kind of it uh, my parents definitely like had me in like piano guitar and like flute and all kinds of things my dad has like an arsenal of like instruments at home you know it was always kind of like classical music jazz and um like latin music and stuff um, mm -hmm. growing up but uh so it was just kind of a combination of all that as far as hobbies go mm -hmm. but uh but yeah i mean i don't know i guess that's you know kind of how of the the Ruiz uh, household kind of you know developed. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. Uh, so yeah, you started. You came to America and you basically went to straight to high school. Uh, had you found electronic music yet, or what? What were you kind of into at that time? Yeah, I uh, I came across trance when I was in Argentina, um, and that was. Um, basically i guess a new found hobby a new found like interest because it wasn't quite a like 
I don't know how to say it, but it was just kind of so intriguing because like at home and everywhere I was, you know, brought up and all this stuff, there was nothing like it. Mm-hmm. It was what just a was whole other thing. Um, so I must have been like six. Yeah. You were six? Like six or oh, seven okay. or something. Uh, and, uh, but like for some reason there was like a huge like thing going on there, like. I mean, because uh, Hernan Catania and all these guys were out there, and like, um, I mean, yeah, it was I don't in know. the culture. Just, like, yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like you would hear it here and there, and it was like I don't know what you know what that is, and you know, and eventually when I moved to Colombia, it was like a whole other story, like mm-hmm. just you know, kind of you know, the you just kind of click and migrate towards those people that like knew that in some way though it wasn't yeah. so quite like widespread and you know what i mean it, mm. it wasn't as huge as you know you would think or you know but yeah either way like you would just kind of there. click yeah mm-hmm. so did you do you have siblings then yeah i have a little brother and an older sister an older so, sister yeah. did that she influence your music at all or or how much older than she is you then um she is like seven years older than me uh my little brother is like five years younger oh okay and um like no i mean you know we all kind of grew in different ways yeah yeah. she's more into like salsa and all this stuff and like the all the latin music oh okay my little brother he moved to the united states with us so He's more into like rock and stuff like that. He's actually a drummer and stuff. Oh, He's cool. an excellent drummer. Um, and then I kind of went electronic music. So we all kind of like yeah, go, yeah. went different ways. But Definitely it's, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Music oriented for mm-hmm. sure. I guess you said you discovered it electronic music when you were six or, or whatever. So uh, when did you really start to like get into it? Or did you attend a party that kind of yeah made that happened so, uh, i mean it's a funny story because uh i was i went to college in texas state and uh i was actually part of a fraternity but i was uh the social chair for that and uh so we had a lot of like events that we would plan and like i was kind of like you know trying to organize it all all that stuff but we started working with a club in austin glass i believe it was either way um we had like a lot of trans DJs come like above and beyond and we had like uh uh Van Buren yeah like like all the old school guys Ferry uh, uh what um Jesus DJ yeah, I mean dude like anywhere like from Tiesto to everyone I actually started working with one of the promoters there because uh you know he knew that I I like that and that I had like a small group of people that liked that as well that followed it. So we kind of like would like create these like party, like bus party, like events that, you know, we just take people there. Guaranteed and, like, to show up. With guaranteed. People, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it, you know, that kind of gave me like this whole other renewal feeling of, mm-hmm. of that. And then I, you know, that's, yeah, that's kind of how I found it again. Cool. So that was, yeah, your first party-ish. So what, when and what made you decide to become a DJ or pursue DJing? You know, that's, uh, 
it's definitely something that I always wanted to do. I don't even remember how long I've had that like feeling. Like I mean, ever since I saw the, what these guys are doing up there, I always wanted to do it. I just never had the money mm-hmm. to do it ever. Not even during college or anything like. I think like right after college was when I eventually I got a job. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, you know, I can like do something with this, and yeah. you know what I mean. And um, eventually, I just kind of like took a risk, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, quote unquote. But um, you know, just bought my first setup and went from there. Like as soon as I could. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, I never picture like or wanted it to be like all right i'm gonna go like this is where i'm gonna go like head on just i just want to enjoy the whole feeling of like creating something you yeah, know, yeah with this electronic music that's happening that like i love you know yeah so, yeah yeah when i yeah when i started it was my second like i mean i was in electronic through high school i was i, was, I really enjoyed it and then once i started partying in college and experiencing shit I, I, I was bestowed on me by very close friends like you need to you need to be a DJ and uh, I, I was just like okay that's probably the most important thing somebody's ever told me because <laughs> it's it's been a beeline since then and uh, uh, yeah well like what I did was I my first setup I got my I was going to a community college in Iowa called Kirkwood and uh, somehow through school and my grades it's, I'm, I, I'm still kind of dumbfounded how it happened but I got like two grand a semester uh, that I didn't have to pay back in grant money and uh, school cost like uh, just a little over a thousand bucks to go to full time at this college so I had like another 900 bucks or whatever and I that's what I bought my my uh, first setup with some Stantons and like a shitty fucking new mark or something i can't it might even been not even it might have been gemini i can't even remember now <laughs> but it was yeah yeah i mean when i got it and i was so excited and i sat down and i'm like oh i'm a dj yeah. and i'm like how the fuck does this work <laughs> this is impossible right, right and like it took like a good year before i could like really fucking feel out you know or figure right. it out i mean i had people give me tips and stuff but you know sure it, it was much more self-taught especially because of course at at that time like in Iowa, as weird as it sounds, like uh, Psytrance was what everybody played. I mean, there was still a, a, the the good techno scene that has been a constant always. But there was when I started partying in Iowa in two thousand six, there was just this sweep of Psytrance, and uh, I I wanted to play just regular trance. So like it, I got none of the people that I went to parties or hung out with could even wanted to deal with me because I was playing that shit. Sure. <laughs> so I like the first sure. year it took a lot of like self or you know just myself and yeah and everything yeah. but yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, eventually you find your your actual muse and you know you grow as a person and as a DJ simultaneously and everything. Of course. But uh what did you what was your first setup then? Uh it was a Newmark and and this is what year? NS7 I think it was. Uh this was 20 what was it 20 2009 something like that i can't remember something like that but either way yeah it was uh so my buddy had the same setup 
and he he played more like hip hop and stuff like that, mm. Serato and things like that. And like I just would spend nights like I would just go. We would go, you know, after the clubs and stuff to his place, and I would just stay up by myself, just <laughs> fucking around with this thing, and literally like sucking and you know just learning and every time i any chance i could i would just like get on there and just like play to myself by myself yeah know? yeah but uh so i bought the same setup that he had just because i was like the most comfortable with that at least i kind of you know was you know somewhat like exploring the grounds and mm-hmm. stuff yeah so what kind of music was were you playing at the time then it was definitely electronic um i mean it was kind of a sometimes trancey stuff into like some of the like even housey stuff more like subliminal stuff like eric morillo kind of you know vibe that was going on at that time in austin texas Mm -hmm. so um and then also some electro even like there was you know some oh yeah like the old school um old school david Guetta kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so so what was the state of the electronic scene where you were? Well, I guess I'm, I'm not even exactly sure. You were close to Austin, but where, where were you at the time? When I graduated and I started playing, I started playing in Austin. Like, okay. You know, that was like kind of my residency there. Um, and uh, at the moment, it was definitely very, um, you know, commercial, like, uh, you know, like Cascade and like... Mm-hmm. You know, Dead Mouse, ATB, yeah, that, He's and also that. like you know, by that time it was like even towards the end it was more like Swedish House Mafia and all that oh, stuff. Oh yeah, was going on, yeah like, right true. before I moved here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh, David Gouda, yeah, Gouda. <laughs> <laughs> Love me some David Gouda. I, there's actually a story behind that. So in 2009, yeah, 2009, my our second. Uh, WMC we went to the IDMA awards yeah and uh, they were awarding I can't remember what fucking stupid award it was like best song or best artist of the year yeah this was the B-Port party right Uh no it was at the IDMA awards oh okay it was at the IDMA awards at like the like you went in and you had like an auditorium seat. And oh, okay, okay. They presented the award and they would come up on stage or whatever like that yeah yeah I gotcha and uh, this this pop star like named Jess J E S, she was like giving out this award, and like they would they'd announce who was winning, and it, or they'd be like the nominees are, and they'd cut to this video and it'd be like so and so playing their song, you know, and like so and so blah blah blah. Yeah, and it, I mean it was all just like garbage music for whatever award this was, and so then the girl after the video plays, the girl's like, and the winner is David Gouda. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, so like man. the crowd was like cracking up we're like it's get it. and then great. people started gouda 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 it was like it was so perfect like that is it phenomenal. even said his name on the video and this wow this girl david gouda <laughs> yeah it was fucking funny <laughs> that would get some like some followers like right away right yeah, now yeah <laughs> What was YouTube at that at that point? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, getting back on track here. What? So yeah, what was the? I guess we were, we were just discussing this is why we brought up David Gouda. <laughs> but uh, the the state of the electronic music scene is. So yeah, how how did you? I mean, you've kind of been talking about this, but how, yeah, how did you integrate then? I mean, you were were you playing a club or? 
Yeah. Um, did you start throwing events? Did you do all night parties or? So in in Austin, at least, I just kind of held a couple of residencies here and there. You know, it was kind of a transition from. And this was actually really healthy for me because it was a transition from like a classy. It was actually a very classy place that turned into a party place. Mm-hmm. So there would be older people having dinner and like basically playing ambiance jazzy maybe even housey kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then into the younger crowd that would come afterwards and maybe rent out the space and have their like private events or just come out and like dance so uh it was uh it kind of taught me a whole lot as far as like you know adjusting to crowds and times and venues and things mm-hmm. like that you know i mean yeah as best as i Probably could like even noticing it like right how, exactly. how much of an impact it would have on of a... course yeah and you know just being aware of that you know right from the get-go was very important for sure mm-hmm. so uh I, you know where i played at least was a lot different i think than what was going on at the moment in austin like electronic music wise um you know like i said i think it was very uh and you know i think there's a lot of great things happening in austin now mm-hmm. that are uh kind of introducing more of the underground sound and stuff and all over texas you know but but um but yeah you know at the moment it was different but you know denver's definitely you know taught me a lot <laughs> for sure did you have a production team name down there no, not no, at all. You're just not at all. I was just just starting, you know, kind of thing, and it was, you know, it's yeah, cool. Yeah. Did you? Uh, so when did you become Fiat Lux, or when did you n- name yourself? Um, you know, uh, I it was in Denver for mm-hmm. sure. Like, uh, probably soon after I moved here. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I just uh, kind of wanted to find a a name that would kind of tie in like where I'm from and like what like what it is I am and all mm-hmm. this stuff so and to me like things that have meanings and that are deeper than you know just the surface like are very important to me like image wise or you know anything so um you know I wanted to look up maybe a name that meant something like special so um you know I definitely wanted something latin you know to go in there because mm-hmm. you know it's who i am <laughs> yeah absolutely. so uh so yeah i found fiat lux by chance you know i read it somewhere it means let there be light you know it's just a very popular like not popular but very well-known like positive message and kind of like powerful thing and you know like i don't know it just felt right and the more i said it the more it stuck the more like I felt comfortable with it, so you know, eventually I just kind of went with it. <laughs> Word. So yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, this yeah, this makes this transition super easy. When so when did you move to Colorado? I mean, I, this was five five years ago or six years ago, like almost. I think almost nine? six years. Two thousand ten. Uh, <laughs> I am terrible at years, <laughs> by the way. But yeah, I think it was. You know, let's say five and a half years ago. <laughs> gotcha. Perfect. <laughs> what made you want to move to Colorado? Oh, man, that's the craziest thing because um, I always wanted to move here for some odd reason. I mean, I came here like 
skiing for maybe three years before I moved here, but uh, I knew I would have to move out of, and that's just kind of a thing that like I've moved places throughout my whole life. So Mm -hmm. I'm always looking for the next place and the next place and the next place. And it's just kind of one of those things, you know? Um, But Denver was definitely it. You know, I would even tell my friends back in college, you know, I'm moving to Denver like as soon as I can after I graduate. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. Cool. Uh, yeah, how long, how far away is, or how long of a drive is that? Uh, Your parents still live like there then? 20, 20 hours, something like that. 20 18 hours? hours? I don't know. Something like Pretty far. 18 20 <laughs> hours, yeah, something like that. You think we're closer to that. But Texas is huge, though. That's yeah, it's, it's, it's getting out of Texas. 12 hours. Yeah, it's like, just Texas. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, no. Do you, your parents still live down there then? You yeah, they live in there? Houston, yeah, or outside of Houston. Yeah. Your brother and sister too? Uh, my brother does. Yeah, my sister's still in South America. Oh shit! Yeah, she stayed. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, how, what kind of a transition was it for you? Was it a big change? Yeah, I mean, you mean from Houston to Texas? Yeah, or I mean, um, you know, not really, like. Austin and Denver are kind of very um, welcoming in its own way. So, and five years ago, it wasn't as crazy as it as it is right now. At least, yeah. Denver, you know, what I mean? <laughs> or Austin because Austin's going through the same thing mm-hmm. that we are. But, um, but yeah. So it was actually pretty comfortable. Uh, it was definitely a big change as far as altitude, weather, things like that. That you know we kind of expected anyway, and we actually were looking forward to you know what i mean mm-hmm. so um so yeah cool too bad what what was the state of the scene when you got here what was big at the time i guess man you know uh, i i don't i i'm not quite sure because i was just so fresh and oh, really? i would just kind of meet people here and there you know like I didn't know where to start, basically. What parties know? did I mean, you start or go to? Um, first I, I definitely remember going to Funky Buddha for sure when, like, I think it was, like, Nutmeg. Those guys were doing the, you know, like, long residency, you know, at there. Like, uh, and that was really healthy. It was, like, old school house, like, very good. Like, even deep house, like, good, good deep house. Um being played there so that was really really cool to meet those guys um but yeah i don't know just kind of hopping around and stuff it was mm-hmm. crazy it was it was actually really unique for sure cool <clears throat> what was your first gig out here then um actually um it was uh at this place called juke it was like I think it only lasted maybe I've four. heard of it. I think it was only like four months, five months. I don't know how long it was there. It wasn't there for very long. It was underneath a billiard. I can't remember. Like It's like Market. What is it? Market and... 20th? 20th, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, something like that. Um, but either way, yeah, that was, that was my first... Gotcha. How did the scene here affect your style then? Um, I mean, I guess it's been a constant evolution over the past five years, I'm sure. Yeah, in every way, I think. You know what I mean? Um, Did you feel more inspired by the the Denver scene or was it 
is it absolutely yeah yeah much more absolutely yeah definitely much more challenging like intellectual intellectually or you know like it was just uh um like pause listen and analyze somewhat but really like feel it and see what you get out of it so um i think yeah ever since i got here it's been like that i gotta say that one of the people that changed my life here for sure were uh kind of a combination between like greeny and eric bingham so those two guys kind of like for some reason kind of opened the doors to things that like other like other people that maybe have been around for so long like were looking to do and it it was you know what I mean it was just so inviting and so so great uh that you know it was like just a good close connection and you know what I mean it was just natural but yeah absolutely I would say those two people so another another interesting thing about you too, uh, besides uh, being a badass DJ, is that you <laughs> you you also started your own business out here. Well, I started my own business back in Austin, actually, um, and I moved. <clears throat> so I've been in business for eight years now. Uh, I moved all my stuff from there to here. Got a warehouse. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, ever since just been doing my printing stuff, that's kind of like what pays the bills and stuff. Um, cool. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, just for people who don't know you, yeah. What, what's your business and or how did yeah, you get into that? And... So it's called Phoenix Printing. We basically do all kinds of printing, like screen printing. Uh, also we do vinyl and, you know, like, uh, heat press stuff. We do, um, all kinds of marketing materials, you know, uh, like posters, banners, uh, cups, pens, like USBs, you know, uh, phone cases, like you name it, you know, all mm -hmm. kinds of things. Um, but, uh, I guess, uh, you know, when I was, a associate chair in college for the fraternity, I kind of, you know, started printing shirts for, or designing shirts for the fraternity and things like that. And, uh, you know, I, eventually kind of designed my own thing started sell, selling them on ebay and uh you know kind of started making money that way in college so it was kind of already a business when i graduated so you know i did the finance field for like a year and a half and then i just kind of decided to like quit mm -hmm. my job and just go in for myself ever since and here we are dude that's that's kind of an interesting parallel between you and, and seth nichols because i mean you started your own business and you, you pretty much said you started on ebay and that's pretty much what seth did but he was doing vinyl records right we uh, or love vinyl records and you right. like his most of his business when they started out was on ebay right so that's that's super interesting that uh yeah th those parallels and now you guys have come together to, which also makes this transition super easy. Exactly. Uh, and uh, uh, the formation of uh, Echo House. For sure. Uh, but but like you were saying, too, before we talk about Echo House, uh, your uh, printing warehouse used to throw parties there. Yeah, I think that was the whole thing uh, that was crazy because 
it's crazy you're actually tying all this in the parallels with me and Seth and all of these things that mm-hmm. kind of happened as they happened uh, for a reason, basically, because, um, you know, my my building got sold, you know, rent went up, which is a typical story in Denver at the moment. Uh, and I had to move fast. I had to, like, find a new place. Uh, you know, I found that Echo House on Craigslist, literally, like, just the only place I looked at. But I knew, like, the minute I walked down there, I was like, oh, my God, like, this has to be used now. And the minute, like, I was like, who do I call? And, you know, like, for some reason, like, call Seth. I mean, we had already talked about, like, he was looking for maybe a spot and things like that. But it was just so organically that, you know, that everything happened. It was just a beautiful thing. So, yeah, here we are now. So, yeah, yeah, that does answer a lot of my questions. Uh, So you basically decided to look for a place because you were getting, you didn't want to pay the rent you were paying at the place you were currently at. Yeah, that and I also wanted a change in my business. Like I wanted to like kind of restructure the way I did business and do more of an online and more like what I, taking care of the customers that I've had for years Mm -hmm. um, without me necessarily having the huge overhead of having a huge warehouse and huge equipment and having employees and all this stuff. Maybe, you know, maybe outsourcing some things, but also making sure that quality and, you know, turnaround and everything will be, you know, just the same and, you know, using connections through the years of business, you know, come mm-hmm. in handy. So Right on. So you, I actually don't think I knew that, but so you're working, your, your business is working out of it. Echo House too, then? Yeah. Yeah, That's absolutely. fucking awesome. There's so much going on there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, so yeah, you found it on Craigslist. That's, that's fucking awesome. Your first place you looked at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so when you, after you found the place, how, how much work have you, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's a constant work push, but how much have you had to put into it to make it presentable for an audience, or was it pretty clean when you got it? Or Well, <laughs> I mean, when we got it, everything was, I mean, ceilings were falling off and you know there was absolutely nothing there there was no you know clean paint or anything at all Mm -hmm. it was kind of more of a vision that we shared with the owners and we told them exactly what we wanted to do and kind of you know said hey you know we got three guys here that want to like take this much of your space but this is what we're going to need in order for us to be able to to kind of run this thing that we have and um we were lucky enough to fall in, you know, with good ownership and all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we definitely have had to, you know, put a lot of work, of course, like every second, every minute, that's basically all we could basically think about and work on is just, you know, it's just, um, uh, work in progress always. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. Course. yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, so since you got the place, what kind of, or how much have you learned as far as like the legal side of things go with, cause this is like a legitimate venue and oh man, like what have you, what have you had to learn or, or hoops have you had to jump through? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, that's exactly the most important thing probably to us right now. Um, and it's been like that. Um, luckily, like I said, the ownership has helped us and guided us a whole 
lot um, because they know exactly what is going on there, which you know definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but it's a great thing, you know. I mean, it's uh, I mean I couldn't do it if it wasn't a challenge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just a great thing. So yeah, learning a lot. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's doing a lot of good too. And, and yeah, I guess we could just kind of break down for whoever's listening to. Uh, so where is it located? Uh, 67 with West Floyd. So And I mean, and just like for people who aren't from Denver, the rest sure. of suspected Denver. So it's uh, south of Broadway. Uh, it's in Englewood. Um, it's the same block as the Gothic Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. If you have Google, I'm pretty sure you can find it. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> so how, how did you guys come up with the name? <laughs> that was definitely probably one of the most challenging things of course like were there other names too that you were definitely i mean there there was definitely a lot of like you know things being thrown around and um i definitely i think one night i just decided to like just get weird and like (laughs) sit on my computer until like whenever whatever it took and kind of started researching and whatever sounded like even okay like would write it down and you know kind of brainstorm things and just got to that point where it was like 7 a.m and i was kind of half delirious half like intrigued and like um i think i just thought of the of echo but at this other like as soon like as soon as i thought of it like it wasn't it didn't quite sound right so i went to sleep and I literally kind of woke up and I still had that thought for some reason. And I um, just Googled like or looked up the name, you know, or like the, the meaning of the word echo. Mm-hmm. And um, and there was a, there was a second meaning, uh, which actually I'm going to pull up right now, which kind of explains and, the yeah, whole reason. And the echo house is spelled E-K-O, by the way. Just so sure. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, EKO. Yeah, and um, that's actually the phonetic form of echo in the dic- in the dictionary. So oh, really? if you look it up, it is exactly spelled the same exact way that is spelled like in our name. It's oh, wow. it's actually how you know how you pronounce it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, the second meaning is uh, a close parallel of repetition of an idea, feeling, style, or event. I had That's no perfect, idea yeah. that that was a second meaning That's of so the word perfect. echo. That was just like, <laughs> I literally just kind of like flew off my chair. Yeah, and I was just like, crazy. oh my God. Like, really I just felt crazy. it all over. I was just like, oh my God, this is, this is it. So, so yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so in your three months, how many sh- do you know how many shows you've actually had so far? I guess some could kind of be considered shows. Sure, sure. You know, some benders. Yeah, I think like that's um, to me like experiences, years, time, things like that. Uh, it's they're not worth kind of keeping track yeah. of. You know what I mean? You know, not to diminish your your question, but. Uh, I just think that it, it's just a, an amazing thing when you start losing track when it's like not something that you're kind of like keeping track of. So, oh, yeah. So yeah, it's it's just uh yeah I have I'm no sure idea. They all bleed together too. But yeah, exactly, <laughs> and that's kind of how 
we want to kind of keep <laughs> absolutely for sure echo on <laughs> uh any any highlights or favorite or artists that have come through already oh, or jesus i mean shit <laughs> like uh, I, I have to say nicole madaber just walking down those steps and me experiencing the whole visual of that just froze me like (laughs) i didn't know what to do like literally uh not that she played but just the fact that (laughs) just the fact that she was there hanging out with you know with the homies and stuff that was pretty special but you know she met her there yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly i mean you know that night we had like four amazing djs you know at the same time and it was just like wow this is pretty uh pretty unbelievable so yeah (laughs) fuck yeah uh any upcoming shows you're looking forward to many yeah absolutely many but uh any you're not looking forward to (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah actually there's this one show that goes on at 6 a.m and um so we gotta like it's called the cleanup and like we have to like so everyone like you know me and Seth and these guys like grab a mop and then we like clean up and shit bro like <laughs> no, <laughs> that's the worst show ever oh man. my god <laughs> no but after uh, girth <laughs> the cleanup. yeah look it up it's on Facebook that's funny <laughs> cool uh any so I, I guess one thing we didn't talk about though. So so it's a venue. You're doing your your uh, business out of there. Uh, Seth is doing. He's bas- he he's moved his record store to there, right? So people can people can come down to Echo House or yeah Echo House and and search through vinyl and everything yeah, too. Like absolutely cool. Yeah, definitely. Do you guys have regular hours yet or? Yeah, I mean. Um... It's usually like nine to five, you know, there's usually somebody there, but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we're all kind of basically still working on developing the whole, like, how do we merge in like the full business with the, uh, you know, venue space. Exactly. Um, so it's, it's kind of a, a tricky thing to balance, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, anybody's welcome anytime. So, for sure. Yeah. So it sounds like, yeah, you're definitely playing to a certain extent a lot of it by ear but uh do you have future plans or or goals that you want to happen with the space um yeah um you know there's a really innovative idea that we're actually working on right now that um allows us to kind of uh work things legally in in every way um that is also very creative uh to where we're actually working on going through the city and uh you know uh registering echo house as a club so um only club members you know are allowed to yeah, come yeah. and uh join in any event that's going on down there so mm-hmm. uh we're which, actually which can be a lot simpler than it sounds like for people sure as yeah far as like signing up for memberships it sounds like, right what? i gotta do all this stuff but yeah no exactly uh we're actually working on uh developing an app uh like echo house app where you'll you know just get it and as soon as you download it basically you're already a member um and that's you know if um, you know, you you can you know get tickets through there, or you know what I mean, buy a membership through there, and you know everything will be um, you know smooth. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 
Cool. Yeah, and uh, speaking of future plans, I'm just thinking, just popped in my head. Uh, last time I was there for uh, Great American Techno Festival a couple weeks ago, I was talking with Seth, uh, Seth Nichols, who owns the place too, and uh, they had the Void sound system in there. And apparently uh, the guy that owns it is selling it. And so it's like, wouldn't it be badass if we just own that, own this void and had it in here? Because it sounded so perfect for the spot. Oh, yeah, just sure. the perfect size. Yeah. And I was like, you know what you should do is you should crowdfund this, uh, to buy this sound system. Because he's going to mm. sell it for a really cheap price. But if you do like sure. a crowdfunder GoFundMe about this, and then you can hand out like tiers. Like if you donate X amount of money you get into every Echo House show sure. for the next year for free. Or, sure. you know, different different tiers are like, you get in three free shows if you donate this much money. And I guarantee people would fucking pitch in to, to guarantee that they, I pay now, you get into every show for free and you're going to have a void sound system. That is a great, <laughs> that's a great idea. And I think, Absolutely. I think the whole scene would, I mean, everybody is yeah. stoked about the spot and you guys would have so much support. And I, I really think, I, I, I just like, it was funny because I was just standing there and the thought, it's one of those things where like the thought just came out of my mouth and I wasn't even thinking about sure. it. Sure. And Seth's like, what the fuck? Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. I was like, ex- I'm like, do it. Fucking yeah. do it. So yeah, yeah. Let's 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 make it happen. Let's yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, uh, I gotta tell you, like, because that and then, know, and that also includes the the community. Like every like, right. People have an invested interest in it. Like I I am part of this. I made this happen. Yeah. Like it would yeah. really it it would it would go over so well if you guys did that. That's you a great idea. Easily get a fucking sound system, That's especially really that void one. Like. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, I think <clears throat> I think that's a phenomenal idea, and it's definitely something. We'll, I mean, it, you know, luckily we live in a in a city where there is a lot of um, great minds like mm. thinking, you know, alike, and uh, and it, it, you know, it's just so there's avenues to explore, and I mean, it's yeah, so. Yeah, no, it's definitely go, one of those. To go from one up, of those, huge, like it's definitely like number one. You know the whole legalization of everything. Number two is definitely sound for sure. Mm-hmm. So fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> well, cool, man. Let's uh, we'll kind of wrap things up here with the best and worst segment of the Tales and Tunes podcast. Uh, so yeah, give us your, I want to hear your best and worst, uh, concert, musical experience, DJ set, whatever show you went and attended as an audience. And I want, what's the, what's the best and worst experience you've had? Yeah. Um, I mean, I gotta say like the first and it would have to be Red Rocks the first time I ever went there. Like it, it was phenomenal like and not just because i live here but i mean there's been things that i've experienced before that point mm-hmm. that were all very similar but until i went to red rocks was just completely <laughs> different to where i was just like where am what is this like i don't know this earth like, <laughs> is this mars like i don't understand so uh it, it was just phenomenal so i have mm-hmm. to see say that's like definitely the best what show was it? Or did you just go? Uh, it was actually, um, what's it called? Um, 
electronic uh, global global yeah that's it yeah 2000 like, this was five years ago mm-hmm. so yeah fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah that was it my um, my first red rocks experience and i drove drove out here i i found out about it looking for to see these people live again uh i i came out in 2007 with a bunch of my friends and we saw daft punk at red rocks and that was our first time <laughs> wow <laughs> Oh, you got me beat. <laughs> um, and then, and then four days later, I went to Lollapalooza and saw them. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, wow. it was awesome. Let me cheers to that. Fuck yeah, <laughs> jeez, that's so awesome. So, what was uh, what was the worst or most disappointing? Well, let's say um, you know I definitely don't want to name anything. Um, it, it's just uh, one of those uh, invitations to play out a. a like a festival um that was by no means organized i don't think there was any uh uh permits pulled or anything like that to where uh there was no setup when i showed up at all like you know uh those kind of things that you know you and and of course everyone like has a learning experience through all of that you know Mm. what i mean um it, you know but it is what it is and you know like i think cops showed up like soon after <laughs> i mean everybody had a turnaround like you know right after that and it was just like complete chaos kind of thing but mm-hmm. but yeah it was you know one of those things <laughs> all right so what's the what's your best and worst sets you've ever played winter music conference for the first time like the first invitation to play at winter music conference was definitely like this whole other step that you would never imagine like Mm. what like (laughs) you know what i mean but uh so yeah of course like to that that's like probably something that's engraved in your mind forever um (laughs) the worst would have to say was juke actually that place that i was telling you about Yeah, yeah um Man, it, it was just, uh, <laughs> like, I, there was no reading of what, like, so the owners wanted one thing, the crowd wanted one thing, and I basically delivered, com- like, the complete opposite of probably both, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, it was complete chaos, but, you know, it was, <laughs> it was a great experience, because those humbling experiences are awesome, man, it, like, pushes a reset button and be like, all right. Yeah. get you know get your stuff together and like let's do this right <laughs> so yeah yeah learning the hard way can be the most effective of course <laughs> of course yeah. cool so uh the, yeah the last one what's the best and worst music festival experience you've ever had so you know last year's winter music conference was really special um but i would have to say two years ago was even more so because we had um, just met so like just quite a few people um, from not only Denver but also in Miami through going you know just going there for years uh, we you know things just kind of started developing to where um, you know we we met some amazing people like really big names and things like that were who became our really good friends and and now they're basically family that we go back to every year um 
so definitely two years ago winter music conference had to have been like one of the most memorable festival experiences for sure mm-hmm. um and i at the same time i think the worst was winter music conference three years ago i think or four <laughs> years ago whenever um they they like changed the dates like all of a sudden like ultra and when, all, music when conference. they took the split yeah that's when i, I didn't go that year and that's yeah. when i stopped going because it yeah. was like what yeah, this that was the most confusing thing for everybody. Because then they because then they started uh, Miami Music Week, right? So there That's was right. like two completely separate like week long festivals, right. and then Ultra in the middle of it, it. Was it was the most confusing thing for everybody? Not only <laughs> not only the people there, DJs, promoters, venues, every everything yeah, was just madness it was just uh you know one of those things you walk into a place expecting something like some vibe that you would like all right right now i could go for this and it's the complete opposite basically uh-huh. you know it, it yeah wasn't healthy so <laughs> it, it's funny how that works you know so, so how many best years how many years have you gone to wmc then um um Six years, maybe? Six years? Yeah, I think so. So, 2009 was your first year? Yeah. Have to be. Cool. Yeah, yeah so. my, my first year was 2008, and I, did, I went down to Ultra, on student loans again, mind you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I went down, uh, and I literally did not have a place to stay or anything. Like, and, mm-hmm. I mean, everything worked out for the best, but... Uh, yeah, that's I, I went for three years. Well, I didn't even know what Winter Music Conference was. Like I I was so young, I just went to Ultra and then I found out that oh my god, there's this crazy week long festival with all the best of the best, like all week long, anywhere you want them, like and then so slowly after that and then the third year is when I got the badge for the first time and sure. Yeah, yeah. We're we're definitely yeah. overdue. We we need to I wanna go back. It's yeah. been a long time since I've been to Miami. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I would strongly recommend it. For sure. Well, all right, man. Let's let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, uh, if people want to find you online or hear your mixes or get in contact with you, where where should they do that? Um, you know, uh, SoundCloud, MixCloud, Facebook, uh, RA. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, just Fiat Lux. I mean, basically, if you just Start at Facebook, you know, all my links are there. Cool. And then does uh, Echo House have a a Facebook? Yeah, there's a Facebook page. So, um, you know, definitely give us a like, follow Mm -hmm. us, and, you know, we definitely post our events on a regular basis. And if anybody's interested, they they rent out the space. So if anybody's interested in throwing an event or getting in contact about that, they're they're open for... uh, Yeah, absolutely. Not, Not just night nightlife events either um mm-hmm. you know we're definitely open for you know art shows yoga classes dance classes i mean you name it like yeah. whatever it is so, like, actually tutorials. yeah some some girl was telling me about are you guys doing this bluegrass event where they're rolling out fake grass and people are setting up their tents um is that a thing y- yeah we're, we're <laughs> well it's definitely not blue well <laughs> <laughs> at least the idea so far i haven't heard about bluegrass that's what I, heard. I don't know I about this but there's definitely grass <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know about bluegrass but uh 
But no, it was actually a, a movie night that we had in mind to to have ah. like like uh, Astro Driving Astro Turf and the whole thing and. Um, have like people pitch tents inside the basement warehouse and have like popcorn, free popcorn, and hey. you know watch movies and stuff. So do you know yeah. about you know about my family? No. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, I, I will. I will. I will hook you up. I'm not in the. My market. parents own a fucking popcorn business in Iowa, oh, and on our farm that has been in our family for three generations. Not the popcorn business, but the the, the land. But this, within the last two years, we've gone national with Whole Foods. It's called Tiny But Mighty Popcorn. I'll hook you up with it. Really? Just some shameless promotion here. But. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. This is But I, I'll hook great, it up. But dude. no, no, no. I that's will awesome. I will bring all... You don't have to pay for the popcorn. I have a... Dude, like, that's popper. phenomenal. And yeah, I know. I'm, I'm there in. we go. I'm in. <laughs> oh, man. We're in Appreciate as well. Your... <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, any other any gigs you want to plug coming up? Any shows you're going to be playing where people can come catch you? Uh, um, you know we're Europe actually. Tour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, no, there's definitely a, a quite a few things coming up. But uh, just off the top of my mind, um, there's a new festival, uh, you know, being created by some great people in the scene uh, called Technorado. Which is um, just basically show a showcase of a great techno Colorado artists, you know. Um, Not Rob that um, it's actually a great combination of people from you know like NORAD, Beta, and okay. you know like uh, you know just just quite a few people, a good spread of healthy healthy um individuals for sure yeah (laughs) um so yeah that'll be the seventh um and uh so yeah everybody should come out man like it'll be a great new yeah so it'll be a a great like new fresh thing happening cool yeah fuck yeah anything else you want to plug or say um words of wisdom no man i'm just uh Thankful for you having me here, man. Yeah, You're absolutely. And everything and, it's been a good, yeah. it's been a good podcast, man. Fucking, I learned a lot. I don't know about you. Yeah, but. me too. <laughs> always, always. Heck yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna get your, we're gonna get you on the decks here in two seconds. Uh, what, what can we expect from this mix? Or what do you, what do you, you got plans? Are you gonna go with the flow? <laughs> you know, any, uh, any artists you're batshit crazy about right now? Um, yeah, um, so lately I've been um, listening to, or actually kind of paying attention to Bart Skills. He's been putting out some really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, I couldn't decide if I wanted to like do more like Deep House kind of s- storytelling kind of vibe or more like the techno, like late hour kind of thing. So, um, you know, it'll be a good, healthy combination of things, but... Uh, but yeah, definitely. I think like Bart Skills is just kind of like at the mind in my mind and stuff. So doing some great things and um, yeah, I mean amongst others, of course. But yeah, heck yeah, but uh, yeah. All right, well let's we'll get this mix on here. And once again, man, thanks for coming on to the podcast. And hey, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will. We will will end with that. What it is, brother? (laughs) Hey, hey. All right. Party has showed up, so here we go with Fiat Lux in the mix. (laughs) Let's do it.
And that'll about wrap things up for this week's podcast. Thanks again to Camilla for coming on the show and for the solid mix. We will be back in the next few weeks, and I promise we will be getting back into some more consistency with these podcasts over the next few months. Have an awesome Halloween weekend, whatever you end up doing, and we'll see you next time.